All right, let's get to it. Happy Thanksgiving to all who are listening to this. Uh, if, you, if you are listening on Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving. If not, happy other day. Happy podcast day. Uh, CJ Palmasano here. Welcome to Fan Speculation. Riding solo here. Uh, Vinny is being a uh, busy being a, uh, a chef for Thanksgiving. <laughs> uh, and I am flying solo here tonight. Uh, we're going to be talking about a few things in the podcast. We're going to be talking about the first two episodes of Hawkeye. And we're going to be talking about all of these goddamn fucking TV spots that Sony just can't help and keep putting out. Um, you know, is it cool that we're getting these cool little TV spots from Sony about Spider-Man No Way Home? Is it? I mean, yes. Yes and no, it isn't. Yeah, excuse me. Yes, because... You know, it's more stuff to to watch and hold over until Spider-Man No Way Home in December. It's cool that way. It's not cool because they're they're showing us more of the movie before the movie even comes out. So, why don't we just get into that real quickly. We'll go into all the Spider-Man No Way Home TV spots. Um, So, we've seen a lot of new information come out in the past, just the past week. It's like every time we do, every time we come back to the podcast, every it's like more shit just keeps coming out for Spider-Man. So, in the most recent TV spot that Andreas actually sent me, what's up, Andreas? Happy Thanksgiving to you, my brother. Um, it showed that Doctor Strange goes to Doc Ock in his cell and says, "In your universe, is there a spider? Is Peter Parker Spider-Man?" He says, "Yes." And he, and he points at Tom Holland's Peter Parker and says, is it him? Doc Ock says no. Further confirming that this is the Doc Ock from the Tobey Maguire uh, Spider-Man universe. Um, you know, we've also seen TV spots of Peter going to Doc Ock and saying, I'll fix this, so I'm going to need some help. That could be referring to Tobey and Andrew, or it could be referring to Ned and MJ, more likely Ned and MJ. Um, MJ and Peter are seen together in different scenes where they say, like, we'll get through this, we'll get through this together. Um... You know, Peter Parker has said, uh, you know, when Doc Ock says, hello, Peter, says, um, do I know you? And he says, you're not Peter Parker. And Peter's like, I am so confused right now. So these are, as we've already explained, multiversal villains. And even uh, Dr. Strange said, you know, these are visitors from other universes. And Peter goes, the multiverse is real. So we're getting stuff like that. So. We're and we're also seeing that Jamie Foxx's Electro. I mean, we can see he's got a very a very different look. You know, he has hair, whereas in the Amazing, Amazing Spider-Man Two, he was balding pretty much. Um, he was blue. Now he has yellow lightning, but he also appears to have the equipment of Whiplash, and he has an arc reactor. Like it looks like the arc reactor from the from the second Iron Man Two movie. So. We have to wonder, where are these villains getting this tech? How are they getting this tech? Um, is Green Goblin mainly the villain of this of this whole thing? Uh, which I have to believe at this point, Goblin is the one pulling the strings. And some people online are saying, well, is that Goblin that we saw in this, uh, the later half of the trailer with the hood off, is that Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin? Yeah, it's Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin. From the leaks that we saw, that's Dafoe's Green Goblin. Don't expect James Franco to show up. Don't expect Dane DeHaan to show up. Just It's going to be Norman Osborn. I, I don't know. if Some people have speculated, like, oh, it's because he doesn't give a shit now. He doesn't care. That you know before. I'm like, I just think his mask got broken at one point, and he just doesn't have the mask anymore. That's what I personally think think but we'll have to wait and see um going back to electro for a second 
in the in the trailer, Electro says, you know, you're not going to take this away from me, and his voice is normal. In one of the TV spots, he says, you're not going to take this away from me, and his voice is significantly deeper. Why that is, I don't know. Maybe when he's trying to charge up with energy, um, his voice alters, maybe. Um, and I think he's probably harnessing a lot of that energy into the arc reactor. And possibly maybe the reason why he has changed so much and maybe he's able to hold a normal-looking form is because of the equipment he's gotten. Did these villains raid an Avengers uh, hideout somewhere or hideout or like, you know, facility, you know, who supply or someone supplying these weapons to the Avengers? Was were they able to make Doc Ock's arms compatible with the nanotech to uh, Spider-Man's suit, the Iron Spider suit? Um the other thing that we see in the tra- in the uh, TV spots now is that the scene between Doc Ock and sorry D- Doctor Strange and Spider-Man fighting on those trains, you know, it looked like they were going through the Grand Canyon, and now you're seeing New York City sky uh, skyscrapers and buildings and Central Park all over the place mixed with it, and I'm like, if that's the real, if that's the actual scene we're gonna see in the movie, why would you put that on television? Why would you put that on TV spots? Seriously, just, just save that for the movie. This is the one thing I don't like with the with all the TV spots because we're getting so many. We're you know every fucking day we're getting a TV spot every single fucking day. The one where where Doctor Strange asks Doc Ock if this Peter Parker is his Spider Man and he says no. That was I literally just came out like yesterday at the time of you know today at the time of this recording. So why they're doing all this? I guess to get fans hyped up to remind people to buy tickets this Monday. Spider Monday, the play on words to Cyber Monday, very clever. Um, you know, it's it's gonna be hard getting those tickets. I'll tell you that much. You know, I'm gonna have to be um, on my phone, on the computer, trying to get those fucking tickets myself because uh, it's gonna be hard. Um, I I would think there's some people are saying like like the Cosmic Wonder. You know, he is uh, Warren Thompson. He's saying like you know, I don't think they're gonna be. Spo- I don't think they're spoiling too much. I think it's all for the hype. And that the bigger reveals will still be saved for the actual movie, and I like to think that. But Sony just can't keep a secret. They 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 cannot just stop and just let us get excited and let us blah, blah, blah. you know they can't let us do it. They can't. They just can't keep a secret. They can't shut. They can't shut the fuck up. Is what they can't do. Um, some people are also speculating that on this coming Monday, if we'll be getting a final Spider-Man No Way Home trailer, and will it feature Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire? I personally don't think, one, we need a final trailer, and two, I, even if they do show a final trailer, I don't think Toby and Andrew are going to show up. I personally don't think we'll, we will get one either. I don't think we'll get a final trailer because we have, they're releasing all these TV spots, we have this trailer already, and it's not too far along after that they release the official trailer. So to me, I think we should just because to me, the official trailer is enough to hold me over until December. I didn't need all these extra TV spots or anything. I didn't need any of that. I was perfectly content until December. That's what I believe. I, I think I'm fine. I don't need to see anything else. Uh, it, it we really don't need anything else to be honest. I I just I, I just want the TV spots to chill. I just want to see. I just want to 
December to be here to see the movie to see us all freak out. You know, we we know Toby and Andrew are going to be in the movie. We don't need to see them in the trailer. It's all but confirmed with all the leaks and everything that we've seen from this from this worst kept secret in Hollywood. But overall, uh, it's a way to build buzz. It's a way to build all of this. Sure, it's a way to build all of this stuff. And I get it, and it gets people like me on this podcast to talk about these kind of things. So, yeah, it's cool, it's fun, but at the same time, we don't need to, we don't need so much new footage every, almost every single day. We do not need so much new footage, you know. And there's so much new footage that I'm probably forgotten a lot of it already. For those of you who are on the are on top of this shit like I am, you probably well, CG, you forgot this one, and I probably did. Okay, well, let's go back to the point I made a few minutes ago about. Where are Electro? Where's Electro getting this this equipment from? Um, has someone helped Doc Ock enhance his arms to get the nanotech? And it leads me to believe that there could be a supplier of these weapons. Now, now it could lead me to believe that well, one Wilson Fisk, the Kingpin, could be coming to the MCU. I'll tie this in with my review of the first two episodes of Hawkeye, and I'll give my reasonings for, you know, Kingpin is a mob boss, correct? Yes. And in a deleted scene in the Far From Home movie, Spider-Man did take down a crime family. I don't necessarily remember who it was, but it could be affiliated with the Kingpin. Um, He'd probably be the only person in like a black market type setting to have access to this. Who knows? Um... I'll get more into Kingpin and my analysis of why I think he's coming. And supposedly leaks from, you know, Spider Source on Twitter. He appears to that 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 Wilson Fisk will be coming back. And it will be Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin from the Daredevil uh, series. Um, overall, I, I mean, it would be nice to have him come back. But I'll get into why I think he's coming back more into my Hawkeye review. So... Immediately when 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 uh, we're gonna just getting into Hawkeye now. Um, immediately when this starts, I see this and I'm like, okay, this show is gonna be all about Kate Bishop because the the opening shows Kate and her uh, Kate's mother and father arguing about selling their place when you know the father doesn't want to. Kate's eavesdropping and he's like, you know what, you shouldn't do that. Blah, blah, blah. He's like, you know what, we're not gonna move. It's gonna be all right. You know, why don't you go have lunch with your mom and I'm gonna go down to my office. Now, we don't know what happens to her dad as far as, like, where his office is and everything. She Kate goes down to have lunch with her mom, and then it's the same day as the Battle of New York. Uh, the Tachari blow up the apartment, and Tachari aliens almost kill Kate, but it's Hawkeye who saves her, and she sees this. Unfortunately, her father passes away. They go to his funeral, and she says, I need to protect us, Kate. This little girl. She's like, Kate, I'm the mother. I'm supposed to protect you. I will help you any way I need. Whatever you need, I will do it for you. And she says, I need a bow and arrow. And then we go into the opening credits. And almost the almost the entire opening credits is like devoted to showing Kate Bishop's like, you know, what she's done over the years. Archery and uh, gymnastics, martial arts, art, uh, fencing. You know, it's this show is for sure going to be Kate Bishop taking up the mantle of Hawkeye. And Hawkeye retiring in peace, I, I truly believe. I don't think they'll necessarily kill off Hawkeye because he's too, you know, uh, Clint Barton, you know, Jeremy Renner, the actor. I think he's of big value to the MCU. I mean, at least me personally, I like Hawkeye. I love Hawkeye. I got invested in his character more 
when uh, Age of Ultron came around. It's one of the more positive things come out. You know, it gave more of a character than just like you know some guy with a bow and arrow. So I truly, um, really, really uh, believe that. So as we go on, we get to present day, and uh, Kate Bishop uh, is she's climbing up to this building, and so. <clears throat> So she's climbing into this building and she had a bet with her friends that she could shoot the bow and arrow over to a bell on a clock tower and she could ring the bell from shooting with the arrow. You know, she, uh, and she has like a tennis ball on them. She shoots the first arrow and it just bounces off of the ball. And it's like, oh, her friend's like, oh, that's, that's a neat trick, I guess. So she takes the second arrow and pushes back the, uh, the, the, air, the the tennis ball got little latches on, on the uh, for the tip of the arrow. She shoots it, hits the string, and it rings the bell. And it was like, oh my god, it's so cool! And then the bell starts to crack, and crack some more, and then sway, and then start to destroy the building. And the whole fucking bell just falls down, and she gets uh, caught by police or security, whatever the case may be. Um, so that's what's going on, with Kate Bishop, current day Kate Bishop. So we cut to. Uh, New York City, where we see uh, we see Rogers the musical, and Hawkeye and his family are at the show. Clint looks distracted as he sees the actors who's playing Black Widow, you know, getting some PTSD, missing his best friend. Uh, Hawkeye has a hearing aid and appears that he's going deaf. Uh, little girl says hello to Hawkeye and the winks at her. Clint says hello, and Clint and uh, he's um, he's kind of just he's not enjoying the show at all. You know, is not liking it. He goes over to a bathroom uh, and takes a piss. And someone wrote on the urinal that he's pissing in says Thanos was right. It's kind of dark, you know. Maybe uh, it could that have to do with uh, maybe the Flag Smashers? Maybe uh, maybe this takes place. I don't know how far this takes place after uh, the Falcon, and the Winter Soldier. Maybe they're Flag Smashers sympathizers. Sympathizers. Who knows? Uh, some guy in the bathroom says, like, you know, a selfie would be really cool right now. My kids would flip out. And he goes, this isn't really that the appropriate time. Zip, Hawkeye says, zips up his pants, goes wash the, wash his hands. Guy is behind Hawkeye in the mirror and says, is now a better time? As he's washing his fucking hands. Obviously, we're going to get some, some humor. It's the MCU. Um, I, I wrote, you know, I wrote here in my notes that he's possibly going to get some PTSD. Um, and that he, Hawkeye is in the, in the city, uh, for, uh, for Christmas with his kids. You know, um, and he just wants to go and have a nice time with them. We then cut back to Kate coming out of Penn Station, talking to her mom on the phone, and she tells her to come home to her place, uh, to her mom's place, and her mother seems. To, and but the strange thing is now is that in the beginning of this show, you know, they're struggling for money, but now she's filthy rich and she still has the same place. Um, you know, Kate appears to have taken a lot of uh, classes as a kid. As I mentioned earlier, you know, there's um, in the credit as we saw in the credits, um, Kate's mother has a lot of swords in her place, and uh, we meet her boyfriend uh, Jack, who looks like a total creep in my opinion. Um, she's saying to go to this uh, this this uh, this uh, auction that they're having, you know, put on this nice red dress. Please come with us. Uh, we come back to Hawkeye. Hawkeye is back with his kids, and they're eating Chinese food. Hawkeye is spending time with his kids because his wife wanted him to take. You know to you know to have alone time with the kids and spend time with them and Hawk and they gets he gets a free dessert from a waiter says oh thank you you saved our city, um, so we all later talk about to Kate at the auction she's wearing she's looking bored she's wearing a tux and some people think she's an employee, and Kate finds out her mother and her boyfriend are are getting married 
from a name Armand, who is uh, Jake's uncle. Uh, Jack's uncle, I should say. Uh, Kate goes up to her mom. Jake goes, yo, you're engaged? What the fuck? And she's very conflicted and uncomfortable. She's like, I'm sorry. I should have, I should have uh, told you. Uh, so immediately we're getting some things that are very suspicious. What's going on with Kate's mom? Why is she getting engaged? You know, she's getting engaged. Something's up with this old man. Uh, you know, she goes outside, gets some air, and then she leads, she meets Lucky the pizza dog. Uh, she overhears Kate. Uh, Kate, uh, Kate overhears her mom as she goes back inside talking to Armand and having this creepy conversation. And Armand says, I have powerful friends too, says Armand. And Kate uh, investigates and follows him. And she goes to her mother like, was he threatening you? Like, oh, don't worry about it. Um, she poses the waiter to go downstairs to the wine cellar. The fiance, uh, Jack, uh, and Armand says that he's had it with Miss Bishop and uh, with your fiance, with her ridiculousness. And there is an uh, there is a black market auction going on downstairs in a wine cellar. The first thing they saw off was uh, a giant uh, dinosaur head, which you know it's two million years old or whatever the fuck. Uh, and he said, the auctioner going like, remember wherever you get from this place, you don't know. And we don't know you. Um, so Kate is watching this as it goes along. And one of the waiters goes like, what are you doing down here? Uh, you know, Gary, 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 send you down. You're like, yeah, he did. I got this. And as she keeps watching, another guy comes up and says, what are you doing down here? Gary sent me. She says, I'm Gary. And that's the problem. He goes, what's your name? That's the problem, Gary. You never learned my name. I can't do this anymore. I quit. And she, she's, Kate's very crafty. I'm, I'm, I'm liking the character of Kate Bishop so far as we're watching this. And we learn that they're selling Ronan's sword and, and suit. Now, for those of you who are maybe getting confused, don't. I'm not talking about Ronan, the bad guy from the Guardians of the Galaxy 1 movie. I'm talking about Ronan, Hawkeye's alter ego, when he was killing people in Endgame. And... People don't know who Ronan is. Uh, the uh, J uh, Jack and um, Armand are bidding for the for the Ronan sword, and Kate is watching these men in the other room, and it's up to no good. Armand bought the sword and now wants to sell it to wants to sell it, and they now want to sell the suit, I should say. And explosion happens in the room, and these thugs get in. Uh, amidst the chaos, Jack the fiance gets the sword and takes it and keeps it for himself. So obviously, he's the one who's a sword collector. A group of mercenaries come. They try to find a watch. Uh, Kate takes the Ronin suit and puts it on, and she fights the thugs and gets clear of the cellar. Uh, Mrs. Bishop and uh, Kate's mother, I'd say, they're outside and they're looking for each other. One of the thugs uh, thinks Kate is Ronin. Now they think Ronin is back on the scene. They, see, this is who these thugs are—the tracksuit mafia—and Hawkeye made enemies of the tracksuit mafia while his time as Ronin. Um, the one of the thugs outside finds this watch uh, so from Avengers Campus, and Lucky attacks him, but then the, the fucking bastard's attacking Lucky. So Kate comes in, she shaves Lucky, brings him back to her apartment, gives him pizza, dubbing him Lucky the Pizza Dog. Uh, we don't know him as Lucky the Pizza Dog yet, but his name is Lucky the Pizza Dog. Um, we get uh, flashbacks because uh, Hawkeye sees on the news uh, Ronin, uh, the Ronin suit, and he's getting flashbacks to when he used the suit. Um... She tell, uh, Kate tries to uh, track these guys. I think tracks Armand and goes into his apartment. She breaks in, finds that body. It is Armand, and he was killed by a sword. And she finds these embroidered butterscotch candies, which seem weird to her. Um, 
a woman comes into the house and says, I did what you need me to do. She says, oh, shit. She leaves, and now she's on the news. And not only is she on the news for uh, being in the street and causing a big uh, scuffle, but she's also on the news for potentially killing uh, Armand, which we all know she didn't. Traxi Mafia fights her, and uh, some guy fights the Traxi Mafia off, and it's Hawkeye. So far, the first episode, I'm liking it. It's good. Uh, we're learning about Kate Bishop. We're learning about her story. And we already know about Hawkeye. We already know about his story. And this was, I, I think, already I'm enjoying this more than The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, is it because the first two episodes are here? Uh, I don't know. But I feel like the story is picking up a lot faster than in Falcon and Winter Soldier. Uh, because it. I feel like the story dragged a bit. Uh, I'm liking this so far. It's a good show. Uh, we'll get into uh, episode two right now. So the second episode picks off right where we left off. Uh, you know, Hawkeye's like, who the hell are you? It's like, I'm Kate. You're Hawkeye. Uh, so they have to go uh, hide. They go to Kate's apartment. And uh, Arma, uh, Hawkeye made an enemy of the Traction Mafia, as I said before. And they found Kate Bishop, and they torched the place uh, with the uh, mock cocktails, what the fuck those things are called. Uh, so they set the place on fire. They have to leave. Uh, Hawkeye asks if there's any place to go. So we go to Kate's uh, aunt's house uh, to hide. Uh, she's she's in, in Florida for the winter, you know, being a snowbird and all that. Uh, so Clint leaves to go find the, uh, the suit and sneaks in at, uh, and puts on a firefighter, uh, outfit on, can't find the suit anywhere. And then he left his stuff in a, in a fire truck and saw his NYC LARPer. And I don't know, uh, LARPer is a live action role playing. Um, so he returns to the apartment and couldn't find anything. They went to a pharmacy earlier because he needed to help, Ka uh, help Kate, uh, fix up her, clean up her wounds. Uh, so they go back and he, and Kate says, do you have any leads? And he's like, I don't, and Hawkeye's very, he's very close to himself. Um, he's not really being open and he's kind of just being like, you know, you know, big tough guy. And he's really only opening up to his family, which understandably. So the guy had been through a lot of trauma, you know, he's lost his best friend. He lost his family, got him back. Thankfully, um, we see that Kate uh, had doodled the tracksuit dickhead, as I wrote in my notes here. Uh, and Hawkeye finds the Ronin suit on the uh, on an N, uh, New York on the NYC LARPer Instagram page. Um, Hawkeye's daughter is concerned. Uh, Lila, she's concerned, and tells his daughter to watch over the the brothers. Um, he promised her that she would be back for Christmas, which at the time in the show is five days. The news report is showing that now she is being suspected of killing Armand. Uh, wearing the Ronin suit, um, so now uh, they have to they have to go and get the suit. And uh, Kate is going to her mother's security company, and Clint has to go try and find the suit the from the LARPer. Uh, they're in Times Square, and Hawkeye has and it it, it is true that he has gone de he is going deaf. He has a hearing aid, as we mentioned earlier. Uh, Lila said, uh, you know, use your hearing aid off, um, you know, and then Hawkeye switches places with Kate. Uh, while walking, it's like, oh, walking on the outside with a gentleman. Like, no, this so I can hear you better. Um, and, you know, she's like, oh, what happened? And then it shows all the things he's been through over the years. You know, jumping through windows, loud explosions, and all this other shit. Hawkeye is going deaf over the years, which, 
It's uh, it's real continuity that's happening to him. It's real, you know, the events of all these things, all these things he's been a part of, are actually hurting him in the long run. Which that's nice to see. Not not nice to see, but it's nice to see like you know, there are consequences. You know, um, Hawkeye got nervous for a second because if a kid recognized him, he said, "Look, a superhero!" Like, oh, the kids, the kids, mom, like, oh, go take a take a picture. And you see a guy dressed as an Ant Man suit and a girl dressed in what appears to be a Hawkeye suit. And Kate's like, "That's you." It's Katniss Everdeen. Get it right <laughs> from the Hunger Games. Um. So we get to the uh, Bishop Security place, and uh, Kate still wants to work with Hawkeye, but uh, Hawkeye doesn't, you know, this is at the end of the line. If you need to call me, it's for emergencies only. Um, so she goes to her mother and uh, mother for her company, and Creepy Jack is there, soon-to-be stepdad. Um, uh, she, the mother invites Kate to dinner, but she's like, fine, as long as I can pick the dinner conversation as she's talking to Jack, and Kate cannot does not trust him at all whatsoever there there have been creepy vibes about this guy from the very very beginning of the show and i don't trust him either we then cut to hawkeye going to the larper convention and they will not let him in unless he signs up they want to give all his information but he's like nope nope not my name no emails classified you know just let me sign the damn thing goes over and he has to <laughs> he has to be a larper and he's attacking uh these different people like fake killing them goes over to the guy in the costume and uh, he's like, all right, listen, I'm doing this out of respect to whatever the hell this is. I'm going to give you two options. One, I can kill you with this fake sword, knock you down, and take the suit. Or two, I can punch you for real, knock you out for real, and then take the suit. And the, the LARPer is like, look, just he realizes he's Hawkeye. He's like, look, you're a real-life superhero. This is the closest thing I'm going to get. Just let me kill you, and I'll give the suit right back. And he's like, all right, fine. And he bends over, and he's like, let's get this over. He's like, no, 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 it's got to look real. It's death by combat. <laughs> Kate is then texting Clint. Uh, says, do you miss me yet? Don't pretend like you don't have like you have friends, because we know you don't have any. And then someone calls Kate and says, uh, wow. Like, uh, uh, someone calls Kate, and it's a, a New York City detective. Asking her, uh, asking her questions. She's like, what is this regard to? Well, I'm asking if this is Kate Bishop. Like, well, this is she. Was in this regard to? Uh, you were that your apartment was on fire, and she kind of storms off and gets out of there. Uh, this is on the phone, by the way. Uh, we later see Hawkeye calling his wife. You know, he says he needs to sort things out for at least one more day, uh, and he's going to pull a Black Widow by intentionally getting captured by the tracksuit mafia. Uh, Kate's at her mother's house and is very suspicious of her soon-to-be stepfather as she's a very big sword collector. And then she challenges him to a uh, fencing match, which obviously Jack is letting her win. Like, oh, you're, you're so good. You're so good. Like, he's letting me win. Stop letting me win. And once they take their uh, face coverings off, she goes to stab him in the face and he blocks it right away. And the mother's not like, why would you just try and stab him? Like, I'm doing it to prove to you that he's lying. Because he is better than he's letting on. He's not he's letting me win because if he if he wasn't, then he wouldn't have stopped me. I'm proving to you that something's up and something's wrong. He's like, Oh, I'm gonna go. And Kate's mother is just blinded by the dick. She she's not seeing the bigger picture here that something is going on. Uh you know, Jack's uh so they they talk, you know, and she said, Kate's mother's like, look, you finish up college and then go you go to the security company. You take over the business like like we planned, like you planned, she said. Um, so Jack comes over and, hand, you know, like, like a drink, darling, gives it to her. And she says, look, I think you owe Jack an apology. She's like, all right, fine. 
And he says, apology accepted. Butterscotch. And the butterscotch is the same butterscotch we saw in that building. So we're putting two in together. Jack killed his uncle. Wow. Okay, then. So Hawkeye gets uh, gets captured by the, by the tracksuit mafia. And one of the guys says she wants him alive. And I'm like, well, who is this? This Echo? Because we know Echo is going to be in this show. Uh, Kate gets in the cab and calls Clint, leaves a message. Uh, calls him again and says, a uh, guy says, Clint Barton can't come to the phone right now and uh, hangs up. She gets onto the security app and locates Hawkeye's location. Hawkeye is tied up, trying to get information. He's, pull- like I said, pulling a Black Widow and intentionally getting captured, trying to get information. He's like, he like, wants to talk to the boss. Like, that him over there? Some guy sitting on the side. They only take a second and Hawkeye gets untied easily. They're all pointing their guns at him. Kate gets uh, gets captured along with him, trying to, uh, trying to help Hawkeye, but... But luckily, but unfortunately for her, it does not work. Uh, so we see, we then cut to a room, a red room, where there's a speaker. It's moving, and some girl is holding the speaker, and she's looking around. She's the 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 main thug comes over and says, "They're here. They are here." But the sound is very muffled. And then she holds up the hand, tells him to stop. This is Echo. Now, bear with me here because I don't know all the information on Echo. Uh, Echo is a character of the Mar- of the Marvel uh, of of Marvel Comics, and she is supposed to be getting her own series very soon. So she has appeared at the end of this at the end of this show, and I will tell you why this comes into play with the Kingpin. Uh, Echo is the adoptive daughter of the Kingpin, and she has been in the Daredevil comics. She has been a love interest of Daredevil. Uh, she's being played by Maya Lopez in the Hawkeye show, and she will be getting her own sh- series as Hawkeye. Uh, Echo first appeared in Daredevil in, in issue number 9, 1999, created by David uh, David Mack and Joe Cuesta. So, uh, she first appeared as Ronan in the New Avengers uh, 11 and 205. Okay, yeah, she becomes a different version of Ronan, created by uh, Brad Michael Bendis and artist David Finch. The Ronin identity was immediately by Benz to create a mystery after apparently the male character was deceptive in several comic books, including uh, the New Avengers and the Pulse issue. So we'll see here. Uh, Maya Lopez was a young girl when her father, uh, Willie Crazy House Lincoln, was killed by Kingpin Wills Confess. Crazy Horse, uh, sorry, Crazy Horse dies, leaving a bloody handprint on Maya's face as a last dying wish that the Kingpin raised Maya well. Kingpin honors his dying wish, strangely enough, caring for her as his own daughter. Believed to be mentally disabled, Maya is sent to be an expensive school for people who have learning disabilities. There, she manages to completely replace a song, uh, replicate a song on the piano. She is subsequently sent to another expensive school for prodigies, and she would soon be a gifted woman. Uh, Maya is sent by Kingpin to prove Matt Murdock's weakness, telling her that Matt believes Fisk is a bad person, and she's the only way to prove him wrong. As Maya believes Fisk would not appear to be uh, uh, appear to be a lie when she tells Matt. Murdock and Maya would soon fall in love. She later tells. Uh, takes on the Echo guys to hunt down Daredevil. On her face, she prints the handprint similar to the blood left by her dying father. Maya proves more than a match for Daredevil. Having watched videos of Daredevil and Bullseye fighting after several failed attempts, noticing that Daredevil can easily move through the dark, Maya easily figures out Daredevil's weakness and exploits it by having him fight in a place where Daredevil's heightened senses are useless. Maya easily takes down Daredevil and nearly kills the vigilante, uh, refusing only when she finds out that Matt... Matt and Daredevil are one and the same. Matt manages to correct Kingpin's lies and revenge, and Maya confronts and shoots Fisk in the face, blinding Fisk and 
uh, starting the chain of events that led to the main event downfall. Kingpin later uh, partially recovered eyesight through surgery. After realizing the horror of her actions and then lies with that she has grown, Maya flees to flees the U.S. to do some soul-searching. When she comes back, she tries reuniting with Murdoch, only to find out that Matt is with another blind woman, that the Kingpin is still alive despite Maya's attempts. Leaving Matt, Maya visits Kingpin in prison, who, uh, who tells her that she doesn't blame him for what she did. And despite all that happening, the Kingpin still loves her like a daughter. Unsatisfied and still needing peace, Maya turns to... Uh, Chief, her father's old friend, noted for wisdom, Chief sends Maya to a vis uh, vision quest and calms her calms her soul. On a quest, she might meet and befriends Wolverine, who keeps her recover uh, recover and passes on knowledge of Japanese culture and Japanese organization and crime. Soon enough, Maya makes peace and with her past and back before doing performance art. Uh, so that is a brief history of Echo. Uh, of Maya Lopez. So that is the character who we saw at the end of this uh of this uh hawkeye show uh echo is going to be getting in her own series and this is why i believe that hawkeye will be introducing or reintroducing wilson fisk kingpin into the mcu now We've heard reports about Vincent D'Onofrio coming back as Kingpin. Vincent D'Onofrio has been very much open to replaying the role as Kingpin in the MCU. He wants to be in Spider-Man movies with Tom Holland, so it's a no-brainer. We've already know, and we already know that Matt Murdock, uh, Charlie Cox's character, is going to be returning to the MCU in this in this Spider-Man No Way Home movie as Matt Murdock as Peter Parker's lawyer. So it's a win-win here. So that comes into play. Echo, a daredevil love interest, adopted daughter of Kingpin, it's bound to happen at some point. So that's why I believe that the Kingpin could truly be the real villain of this entire show. Uh, Echo, Maya, she could still be working for her adopted father and not realizing the truth and that not knowing it. And then I believe we'll probably see more of Wilson Fisk in the Echo series. Uh, when that show comes out, let's take a look here as to... Uh, she is, uh, when is the Echo series coming out? Uh, the Echo series, if you just bear with me here, uh, Echo will be premiering, uh, no, no, that is Hawkeye, not Echo. <laughs> Fucking Google, right? So, uh, there appears to be no release date as to yet of the, of the Echo series. All we know is that we have, uh, we have Elena Cox, sorry, as Maya Lopez as Echo. So, she's coming in, Echo, like I said, it all makes sense for Kingpin to show up in this show. Because she is direct, because Echo is directly, uh, she is directly uh, linked with Kingpin and directly linked with Daredevil. So, and reports have said that Daredevil is going to be getting his own project very, very soon. I'm not sure we talked about this last week, but he's going to be appearing in four Marvel projects, I believe. Uh, I think that would be uh, No Way Holmes for Spider-Man. I think only as Matt Murdock, though. She-Hulk, Echo, and I think his own series, which... Fuck yeah, we we need a Daredevil series again. We need to pick up where we left off from the end of the Daredevil series, so hopefully that'll work out. Um, with that being said, though, where I see this show going, uh, Kingpin's got to be the boss. He's got to be the ace of this show. He's got to be the, the bad guy that, that Hawkeye is trying to go after. Uh, the tracksuit mafia. Echo is there. She's completely linked with him. 
Um, and I think Kingpin is the one supplying these weapons to these bad guys for Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, he's a mob boss. He's able to get... He has access to this stuff. He he he'll he will find a way. He's the most powerful man in uh most powerful man in in New York City of the underground of the crime unit. So I believe Kingpin Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin will return and we come to the MCU and we will see him before the Hawkeye series is done. And if I'm wrong, well fuck me. I guess I'm wrong. That'll be it for this episode of Fan Speculation, everybody. This is a short episode. I understand y'all are with your families today on Thanksgiving at the time of this of the time of this release. Uh, you're probably not going to be wanting to listen to a whole hour, uh, but hopefully I killed some time going to your aunt's house, your, uh, your uncle's house, grandparents, your mom or dad, your significant other's house, wherever we're going. So thank you all for listening to this episode of Fan Speculation. Please be sure to follow us on Twitter at Fan Speculation, on Instagram at Fan Speculation underscore pod. You listen to us on Google uh, Google Play, uh, the uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, uh, an- uh, not Anchor, uh, <laughs> Stitcher, and wherever you can find fine podcast format. Please uh, leave a five-star review and share what your friends tell everybody uh, i hope you're all doing well on this uh well i don't know what the weather's gonna look like today because today was pretty shitty it's cold as hell uh cold as shit what i should say uh just thank you all for listening to this episode of fan speculation happy thanksgiving to you all to you and your loved ones i've been cj palmasano we'll see you all next week